the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. A fantastic show for you tonight. Craft Beer guest that's going to be joining me this hour in the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albert G at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa-ready as well. Just say to your Amazon-enabled device, uh, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And bingo, you get to hear the show uh, right from your Alexa-enabled device. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, lots of beer fests coming to the New York City area. There's plenty of them over the next uh, four or five months. Uh, one of them that we're going to be talking about is the New York Beer Fest at City Field in May, early May. Dan Silberstein is the promoter. He'll join me to discuss the beers, the music, the food. Uh, all kinds of stuff. This is the second annual. They did one last year, which I was not able to go to. This one I'm going to try and go to this year. I believe it's in the first week of May on a Saturday. And it's really cool. I mean, come on. Let's face it. To be able to drink beer, uh, eat some food, and listen to great music at a baseball stadium uh, is kind of a unique event. And with your VIP ticket purchase, there's some advantages to that. So that's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, my interview with Dan Silberstein, the promoter of the New York Beer Fest with his uh, festival coming to City Field uh, in May. And the good thing about this fest, I should say the good thing, all beer fests are good things, but some are better than others. But what I like about this one is the amount of beer that's going to be there, uh, unlimited tastings, and the people that are going to be there serving the beer, you know, the, 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 the brewers. It's not just your, you know, couple of big beer brands, et cetera, et cetera, and then, you know, some, some smaller guys. It's an extensive list. You definitely want to check it out. Plus, here's the best part. It's a beer fest at City Field, and McKellar has their brewery at City Field. So when you're done, you just walk around to, to uh, what is it, Wright Field? And you walk over to McKellar? I mean, come on. You can't beat it. That's a great place to go, by the way, McKellar, uh, over at City Field. Very easy to get to uh, on the 7 train. Um, and uh, they have, I think it's 50 taps. Half of them are theirs, and the other half are guest taps. Uh, it's well worth the trip, especially in the off-season. Because you can park right at City Field and just walk literally 20 feet uh, into the building. But let's move on. Uh, the folks from Allagash Brewing uh, have released Sundrift. This is a beer brewed with lemon zest, fermented uh, with uh, different types of yeast, and then blended with black tea. Sundrift uh, available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles. They've already begun shipping these out uh, across the distribution footprint uh, for the brewery. Um it is, let's see, they, uh, they're they trying to use local ingredients in Maine for this beer. Uh, family-owned since 2009. Little Red Cup is a local tea company. 
uh, that sells, uh, obviously, that sells tea, certified organic by the USDA uh, and by Fair Trade USA. So they worked with Allagash to create this beer. So it's it's kind of a, a I don't want to say it's a tea flavored beer. It's a Belgian style brewed with local grain, lemon zest, and black tea. Again, from Little Red Cup. So uh, hoping to get some samples of that uh, to try that out. Again, it'll be available in Allagash's distribution market only. Uh, New York and New Jersey, you'll get it as well as Pennsylvania. So good things coming from Allagash. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how um, Allagash is coming out with their uh, their Belgian white beer in, in cans. Uh, they're doing some different things. And Allagash makes a solid Belgian beer. That's the, the one thing that I liked, about, I, I liked about Allagash. A lot of breweries decided to start making IPAs because that was the craze. And maybe that wasn't necessarily their strength. Allagash doesn't make IPAs. They make Belgian-style beers. They know what they make, they make them good, and they stick with it. You have to applaud that uh, from a brewer, Um, especially when, um, you know, listen, times change. You figure beer tastes change as well. Well, you know, they stick to their tried and true, and they seem to be making a very, very good uh, living because of it. Uh, As we move on here on our News and Notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, the Freem Family Brewers. Uh, one of the most award-winning breweries in Oregon announced earlier this week the brewery expanding in order to bring more Freem beer to its fans. They are expanding its existing brewery in Hood River. They're going to build a new facility in Cascade Locks, Oregon, about 23 miles further west of where their brewery is located now. Uh, this will be a secondary production and warehouse facility in Cascade Locks to make room for significant capacity expansion at their Hood River headquarters. So they're looking to build bigger, which is interesting uh, with the state of uh, craft beer as it is today. You don't see too many people really trying to make that push to expand, and especially because of what has gone on with the government shutdown and the TTB being backed up. We spoke about it on last week's show about how labels were being uh, reviewed you know, from 45 days previous, like early mid mid early to mid-December. So that's a backlog that's also affecting businesses from opening up and getting uh, the final approvals. But Freem, moving ahead to build a, a, another facility and then expand on their current facility. So over the next two years uh, at its Hood River facility, Freem will install new fermentation capacity as well as a second larger brew house and canning line. This allows the company to brew more than 60,000 barrels in this facility. The brewery will upgrade its infrastructure. We'll be placing some equipment to the south of the current building footprint to make way for the capacity increase. Um, they have uh, they were working hard, I guess, the last couple of years uh, to to do this. And in the fourth quarter of last year, they signed an agreement to construct a secondary production warehouse facility in the port of Cascade Locks Business Park on the east side of the facility. Uh, Frame expects this twenty two thousand square foot facility to be available for move in by quarter one of twenty twenty. So they're starting it now. Probably not going to be open until early next year uh, at some point, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. As we continue on our uh, Suds and Duds segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, the good folks from Cape May Brewing, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, but they've now officially opened their distributorship, which is called Cape Beverage. Um, This is a new distribution company that intends to distribute throughout the entire state of New Jersey. Uh, obviously, they're going to distribute their own brand of Cape May, which we're seeing now in central and north Jersey. They're making a much bigger push now uh, into the areas where I live and further north. Uh, but they will ca- Cape Beverage will carry the offerings of other breweries with a long-term goal of having a full line of well-respected, carefully cur- curated breweries. I knew I was going to mess that up. Carefully curated breweries, cideries, meaderies, and wineries in their portfolio. So... 
They're going to expand into wine here. Uh, I could see where they're looking at specific breweries that they want to carry. Um, the in- intent of uh, the owners, Ryan Krill, Chris Henke, and Robert Krill, uh, is to approach distribution from a new perspective. Instead of collecting as many brands as possible, Cape Beverage's portfolio, um, again, carefully curated, selecting only brands which complement and extend the marketability of the group's existing brands. The Cape Beverage will be distributing throughout Cape May Brewing Company's current distribution uh, footprint, primarily the 18 southernmost counties of New Jersey, with expectations to expand throughout the other three counties in 2019. So uh, for more information on this, just go to capebeverage.com. So we're seeing a lot more of Cape May beer uh, up in north and central Jersey, which is great. Uh, Cape May... uh, makes some very good beer. They have really, uh, over the last several years, have gotten their stuff together, and they've pushed it out further. And by by stuff together, I mean, uh, you know, up until probably last year, a year and a half, you didn't see a lot of Cape May beer outside of that Cape May Wildwood, maybe Atlantic City, pushing into that area. Um, before that, that's all where you saw the beer, and you had to go there to get it. You really didn't see it in many other places. They started slowly pushing their way up, sort of like what Carton and Kane has done. Carton and Kane very slowly moving uh, all over the state of New Jersey, and you know we're seeing now Kane being sold in Wegman stores, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, but in the last year and a half, Cape May has really upped their game in terms of their IPAs and different different types of beer. You could see that that push was going to happen. I like this idea. Um, another distributorship in New Jersey, eh, some may say, well, it's too many, but you have a lot of independent craft brewers who are distributing their beer on their own. Maybe this will help them in order to get their beer in other places. Now, again, they're going to carefully curate it. They're going to you know, pick and choose as to who they want to carry or whatever. Uh, I'm intrigued that they want to do um, you know, meaderies and cideries. We don't see enough of that in the state of New Jersey. I know Melovino over in Union uh, does a great job with mead, which I have to get over there one of these days uh, and check them out. But wineries, that's interesting. Listen, Jersey has some very good wines. I'm wondering if they're just going to be uh, trying to promote Jersey wines or are they going to be doing uh, other things as well. So kudos to the folks at Cape May, uh, to Ryan Krill, Chris Henke, and Robert Krill. Good luck to them. Uh, we'll have to get them on sometime in the next month or so and uh, discuss this whole thing with uh, Cape Beverage. But it's great to see that their beer is coming up north. I love the fact that I was able to pick up Snag and Drop uh, at one of my local places, which is great, a great uh, IPA. We reviewed it on the show a couple of weeks ago. So um, good stuff uh, out of them, and very happy to see that they're making that push. And then finally, Sierra Nevada Brewing, um, they are the third largest U.S. craft brewery. They uh, purchased San Francisco-based Sufferfest Beer Company. Financial terms of the deal not disclosed. The transaction expected to close in early April. It is a 100% acquisition. It's the first for the Chico, California uh, brewery, uh, and it looks like um, they are trying to capture the attention of health-conscious consumers, this from our great friends at Brewbound, who count calories and scrutinize ingredients labels with products such as hard kombucha and non-alcoholic beer. Um, they make a number of different beers, but obviously they are, uh, you know, for more of the active lifestyle crowd. Uh, their products are currently sold in California, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. And, of course, with all of the success of Sierra Nevada, this is uh, an interesting thing. You, ha- you don't see too many companies trying to smaller, I should say, smaller craft beer companies trying to acquire and be acquired by a m- bigger craft beer company. Does that make sense? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. 
But kudos to Sierra Nevada. Uh, good luck to them on that acquisition. When we come back after a short break, we got more news from around the beer world. And folks, we're just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jay Sekulow says there are some concerns about the new Congress. The fact that the President of the United States had to say these words in 2019 should concern everybody. We renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Can you imagine that that was a necessary statement, which it was? Jay Sekulow, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at www.textrules.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. There's a mute button on your cell. And one on your TV remote. Don't you wish there was one on your partner's snoring too? Thankfully, now there is. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that increases airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. You'll get more air through your nose so you'll breathe less through your mouth, which is often the cause of snoring. And thanks to Mute, less snoring means more sleep for me. Hit the Mute button on your partner's snoring. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To get a valuable coupon, text the word MUTE to 246810. Text M-U-T-E to 246810. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. MUTE. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Don't miss the new afternoon drive show, Cats at Night, with John Katsimatidis, Wednesdays at 5 p.m., exclusively on AM 970, The Answer. Teens in foster care will love you, even if you don't know the lingo. Dad bod. Now, the result of the occasional donut always washed down with confidence. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Every child deserves a quality education. That's why NJEA members, teachers, and educational support professionals are proud to partner with parents to provide students with the support they need to be successful in school and in life. NJEA knows that when families and schools work together, our children are the winners. And our commitment to students is paying off. Did you know that according to some national publications, New Jersey schools lead the country in student achievement and giving children the chance to succeed? And our high school graduation rate is among the top in the nation. The College Board also reports that New Jersey students have the highest advanced placement scores in the nation. Go to NJEA.org to learn more about the great things happening in New Jersey's public schools. This message, sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very simply on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T, 
U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnnycradio.com, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And Alexa Ready as well. Just say to your Alexa-enabled device, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and bingo, you get to hear the show right from here. Ah, The Cure, In Between Days. What an epic band. I've talked about The Cure before on the show. They just made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think... To be honest with you, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, while it's a nice accomplishment, it's a bunch of nonsense. The fact that Judas Priest, one of the greatest heavy metal bands uh, in the world, did not make it and they probably won't ever get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is an atrocity. It's a whole popularity contest uh, basically run by one guy. Let's put it that way. But I'm very happy that The Cure is in. Uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Should have been in there a long time ago. Uh, finally got to see them a couple of years ago um, at Madison Square Garden. At What an epic show. Over three hours. Did the entire catalog from A to Z. Uh, just just an amazing event. Absolutely blown away uh, by how wonderful The Cure was uh, live. Uh, and if they come around again, would absolutely buy a ticket. Uh, to see those guys again. Fantastic stuff. Coming up in 10 minutes, uh, lots of beer fests that are coming to the New York City area. One of them uh, coming up in May, the New York Beer Fest at City Field. Uh, that's right, where the Mets play. Dan Silberstein, he's the promoter. He's going to join me to discuss the beers, the music, and the food. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Lots of beer news to get to. Our good folks at Breakside Brewing uh, is coming out with the Oligarch Series of Variants. This is a barrel-aged Imperial Stout with eight different variants. The Oligarch dates back to 2015 when it was first released, uh, while the eight new versions are part of an ambitious new barrel-aging project called the Oligarch Series uh, that dates to uh, 2017. So the base original beer, a single-batch British Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels for two years. The eight different variants that make up the Oligarch series all have special ingredients. Listen to this. Maple, candy cap, mushrooms, cinnamon bark, almonds, chocolate, lemon zest, cacao nibs, vanilla bean, toasted corn, hazelnuts, vanilla sea salt, cocoa vanilla, and raspberry almonds. Interesting. So all these, you know, different sets of flavors in these different beers. The eight beers will be released in bottles and draft. All the variants will have a very limited and exclusive uh, distribution. And, and the project encompassed 84 casks, uh, resulting in 122 barrels of finished beer. So uh, the, the beers that are going to be released, the Oligarch, the Imperial Stout, which is blended from four different batches of stouts aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, the beer is rich, sticky, sweet, and aggressive, best shared with friends who tend towards excess indulgence and pleasure. That sounds like a beer I want to try. Uh, the Maple Oligarch, of course, uh, will have uh, maple bourbon barrels in this one. The Candy Cap is a variant made with one of the Pacific Northwest's most beguiling foodstuffs, Candy Cap Mushrooms. I've never heard of this. Uh, brown sugar smell helps create a sweet and savory sensation um, that helps out in the casks. Boca, Boca Noto? Boca Noto. It's aged on cinnamon bark, toasted almonds, chocolate, and a touch of lemon zest. Uh, it is a an Italian pastry in southern Italy. Didn't know that. Might have to ask Joe Piscopo about that when he comes in. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Champaduro, this is uh, the flavors of, uh, it, this is a, a Mexican style with uh, cacao nibs, vanilla bean, and toasted corn. Uh, Piedmontese, uh, this is fashioned on the off-sweet cakes of northern Italy using Oregon-grown hazelnuts, vanilla bean, and a touch of sea salt. Cocoa Breakfast, obviously it sounds like uh, they're going after a Cocoa Pebbles type of flavor. And then PB and Oligarch, uh, this is 
the original oligarch combined with raspberries and almonds. Wow, that's interesting. So uh, these beers are going to be coming out uh, next week. Uh, hoping to get at least one, at least the oligarch. Uh, to try. Uh, it'll be available. The Oligarch will be available across the brewery's distribution area in 22-ounce bottles and on draft. The seven variants will have very limited distribution in 12-ounce bottles and draft. So I'm sure I probably won't get any of the variants, but uh, at least to try the base beer uh, would be really cool. Our good friends from Victory Beer, and they're kicking off this year uh, with a few new things. They're celebrating 23 years uh, coming up next week on February 15th. Uh, of course, this is the brainchild of Bill Kovalevsky and Ron Barchett. Uh, we've had Bill on the program many times before. I consider Bill a friend. He's a great guy. And uh, Victory's beers, very, very good. A lot of uh, some easy drinking stuff, some nice Belgian stuff. Um, their IPAs are pretty good. They're kind of, you know, I mean, they're starting to tweak some things a little bit. Uh, I think their IPAs lend towards more the hoppier side uh, than the juicy side, but they are trying to change a few things when it comes to that. And so... Uh, releasing this month three new year-round offerings, a Golden Monkey brand extension called Twisted Monkey, which I really like their Golden Monkey, they're, they're sour, a new everyday, uh, everyday IPA called No Brainer IPA, and then uh, a New England-style IPA called Cloudwalker Hazy Juicy IPA. So this is interesting. They're going to come out with a New England style, which I'm very eager to try. Uh, the Everyday IPA, my guess is they're going after that uh, Founders All-Day IPA audience. That sounds like what they're going after, which, by the way, the Founders All-Day IPA, fantastic beer. That's a great, steady, easy drink. And, like, I see that at a concert. That's something I'm buying because I know what I'm getting out of that beer. It's perfect. It's, it's crisp. It's good. It it's just gives you everything that you want out of a traditional IPA. Uh, so the Twisted Monkey uh, is, uh, again, a, it's a Belgian style with a taste profile inspired by the original Golden Monkey. Uh, it's a, It has mango in it. And... They've lowered the ABV on this to 5.8%, so it's interesting. So they've got a little bit of a golden, a sour, um, but with lower alcohol. So uh, that that's an interesting one to try. The No-Brainer IPA, uh, let's see, this is uh, two years in the making of development and multiple consumer tests, according to the press release. They've done a bunch of different things here, so they think that the No-Brainer IPA is going to be, pardon the pun, a no-brainer for you. We'll see. Cloudwalker Hazy Juicy IPA. So uh, this has been on limited draft at the brewery since November of last year, uh, and now they're going to put it out there uh, as a uh, as a as a year round offering. So I'd be eager to try that as well. If I see that in stores, I got to pick it up. Or maybe I should give the folks at Victory a call and uh, get a few samples of that to review. Uh, Founders uh, Brewing, our good friends from Founders, they have re- they have released the date of when KBS will be coming out. And that will be in March of this year. Uh, the brewery will uh, once again kick off an early ticketed bottle release of the beer uh, from the tap rooms. KBS will be available throughout the brewery's 47-state distribution network on draft and in 750 milliliter and 12-ounce bottles beginning on March 15th. Uh, again, 12.2% ABV. KBS, the second installment of the Founders Barrel Aged Series. That's a lineup of five barrel-aged beers set to release throughout 2019. Backwards Bastard, now available year-round. CBS will be once again released in November of this year. I still have a bottle of CBS from last year that they sent me a couple months ago. i got to crack that open with a few friends. Um, the brewery will not be hosting a KBS week this year. We'll instead celebrate the return of KBS throughout March and April with tapping events uh, across the country. So again, 12-ounce bottles. Uh, will be available at the Grand Rapids and Detroit tap rooms. It'll be released using a pre-ticketed reservation process via Eventbrite. 
Uh, and that'll be available for pickup. Let's see. Bottles can, uh, you can reserve your bottles now if you're in the Detroit Grand Rapids area. Um, and it'll be available for pickup between March 8th and 10th in the tap rooms. And then, of course, the uh, bottles will come out sometime in uh, mid-March. But uh, all you have to do is head to foundersbrewing.com uh, uh, for more information on that. And finally, uh, before we take a quick break, uh, the federal government uh, and breweries, some, a couple of senators are seeking a permanent tax relief uh, for alcohol producers. So this is a bill that went into effect two years ago, but it was a temporary bill uh, that the president signed into law back in December of 2017. It's set to expire this year, but a couple of senators, Ron Wyden of Oregon and Roy Blunt of um, Missouri, are looking to uh, make this beer permanent. And uh, Wyden wrote on Twitter, uh, when it comes to wine, craft beer, cider, and spirits, Oregon does its best. It's time to level the playing field for craft beverage makers. I'm introducing my bill to allow these small businesses to continue to grow and create good jobs in Oregon. Uh, So the basis of this, if uh, a brewery is producing fewer than 2 million barrels annually, uh, the excise tax, the federal excise tax, was reduced from $7 to $3.50 per barrel on the first 60,000 barrels. The legislation also cut the federal excise tax to $16 per barrel on the first 6 million barrels for all other brewers and beer importers, while maintaining the $18 per barrel excise tax for brewers producing more than 6 million barrels. So this is huge. From 7 to 350 of a brewery that produces less than 2 million barrels annually affects a lot of people in the craft beer market. I don't have a, a number off the top of my head, but it affects a lot of people. So this is huge if they can make this uh, a, permanent, uh, a permanent bill to help out these small businesses. It has bipartisan support from uh, 10 co-sponsors. Numbers of, you know, again, Democrats and Republicans are supporting this bill. Uh, so let's see what happens. Hopefully they can get this thing done and get it passed and uh, help the, uh, the small businesses, uh, the, the brewers, uh, with this, because when you drop that from seven dollars to three fifty, uh, you know, a barrel on your tax, that's a tremendous amount of money that a lot of these a lot of these places, a lot of these breweries will be getting back that they can reinvest in their employees, reinvest in their company, thrive and prosper. And that, my friends, is very very important. So. Uh, Kudos to the Senators. Let's hope they get that bill passed. When we come back after a short break, Dan Silberstein from the New York Beer Fest is going to join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's overcast and 33 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer is proposing legislation to combat the powerful opioid fentanyl. The drug is considered many times stronger than heroin and has been linked to overdoses. The New York Democrat is pushing a bill that would put sanctions on China. He argues that the country is responsible for exporting a lot of the fentanyl that ends up in the U.S. The Fentanyl Sanctions Act would also call on foreign drug traffickers to be identified and banned from using American banks. The U.S. and China are currently negotiating a trade deal and trying to reach an agreement by early next month. Police are searching for a man who slashed a woman with a knife in a Brooklyn apartment building this morning. The attack took place around 9 a.m. inside an apartment in Greenpoint. He said that the girl was coming this way, like half naked, and she was sliced like by the neck. Police say the woman is a prostitute and did not know her attacker. There allegedly was a dispute over money which preceded the slashing. The woman's injuries are described as minor. In sports, while the Rangers beat the Toronto Maple Leafs this evening 4-1, Islanders beat Minnesota this afternoon 2-1, and the Devils also beat the Hurricanes 3-2 was that final score. 
Delays at the inbound George Washington Bridge are minor on the upper deck. Lower level and Palisades Approach are slated for the Easy Pass customers only until 6 in the morning. The Lincoln Tunnel and the Holland Tunnels are a good ride in both directions. As for the Cross Bronx, still have that crash knocking out two lanes over by Bartow Avenue. This will also affect the off-ramp. Our traffic is stopped from Westchester Avenue, so please do use caution. We've got a lane closed. The Queensboro 59th Street Bridge upper level to Queens due to a disabled vehicle. Lower East River crossings are in pretty good shape. Your weather for tonight, 40% chance of snow after 1 a.m. and then mostly cloudy, low 28 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high near 39. Mixture of snow and sleet early afternoon on Tuesday and then rain and sleet changing over to all rain, high 39. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired by the experience. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. Need to grow your business? Want to get ahead of your competition? Call Salem Surround for full-service digital marketing. Salem Surround. Digital solutions. Real results. Call Greg Cooper at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Put leftovers in shallow containers and get them into the refrigerator as soon as possible. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer by chilling food promptly and properly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA. HHS and the Ad Council. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970. The answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970, The Answer. My next guest here on the program, he's a promoter for the New York Beer Fest. That's taking place at City Field, the home of the Mets, on Saturday, May 4th. There are two sessions, 80 breweries featuring over 200 beers. We'll get into all of that in just a second. NYBeerFest.com is the website for more information and, of course, to purchase your tickets there uh, as well. So let me welcome into the program Dan Silberstein. Dan, how are you? Thanks. Great, thank you for having me. You got it. Now, Dan, uh, this is the uh, second beer fest that you're holding at City Field. Obviously, the first one very successful last year. Uh, what's new for this year that you guys didn't have last year? Um, there's always a rotation of breweries. Uh, we're hoping to have most of that, obviously, but uh, uh, we're not trying to change something that obviously worked for us the first time. One thing that we are probably going to alter is have more unique food vendors. Uh, we did a lot of the um, concessions that they had last time, which was the chicken fingers, burgers, fries, but we're hoping for more eclectic cuisine. Um, you have those pop-up kind of food vendors throughout the concourse, and we're hoping to list more of that so you have options from Snappy Joe's to subs to you know any kind of ethnic cuisine that they can come up with. So, so what? So then, I gather then you're seeking out people who have food trucks and things of that nature that would be able to bring uh, that you food. Know, you can ask food trucks because one, they have exclusivity over food, but they have different um, kind of like pop up stands that have more unique, um, sometimes ethnic cuisine. 
most of the more generic service-sized chicken finger stands that are kind of stationary. Okay. So uh, the mobile carts tend to be kind of have more eclectic cuisine options, and we're hoping to enlist more of those versus the um, stationary vendors. Gotcha. Uh, so there are two sessions. The first is from noon to 4 p.m. The second is from 6 to 10 p.m. And you also have a VIP session available for each um, uh, session. So what do you get extra for the VIP price? So the VIP obviously gets you an added hour. So they get in at noon and 6 respectively. And general admission comes in an hour later at 1 and 7. Um, in addition, they have what I think is pretty cool is unique access to get to the dugout field. So if you you're a huge Mets fan. It's it's a really cool perspective to get um, kind of like how the players see the field, and and honestly, it's not something that you have the opportunity that often. That's so uh, that they get that an hour plus the um, access to the dugouts and the warning track. And now the access to the warning track and the dugouts will be you'll obviously you'll be able to bring your your tasting beers out there, or you'll not be able to allow you won't be able uh, to. You will you will oh, be able okay. to. Excellent. Talking with Dan Silberstein, he's the promoter of New York Beer Fest. It's taking place at City Field Saturday, May 4th. Two sessions, of course, 80 breweries featuring over 200 beers. NYBeerFest.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's get into the big question, the breweries. Uh, the, the local favorites like Five Boroughs and Bolero Snort, the big breweries such as Stone and Oscar Blues. Uh, Dan, what brewery are you looking forward to the most to sampling at the event? Uh, well, I see them all as children. I, I can't say which are my favorite. Uh, but what we always ask them to do is bring, um, you know, we're kind of in a unique situation where we don't ask for donations. We support breweries uh, by buying the beer, which not a lot of events would say. Uh, and then buying the beer, we're, we can be a little more selective about which beers we want to buy. We right. generally ask them for non-core beers, so anything that's seasonal, collaboration, anniversary beers. Um, anything that's a bit more unique that people haven't had, uh, that's what we ask and most of them. Right. I, I just just say that again because your cell phone cut out for a second there. Well, give me the last part of what you said there. Oh, so so we, we ask them to bring the beers that are a little less accessible, which often is seasonal beers, um, uh, anniversary beers, collaborations, anything that people might not have had versus the general flagship IPA. Mm. Um, so we, we tend to have a lot of beers people haven't had before. Um, so anything that's new, I'm, I'm excited about. Um, uh, and because we're in a position where we buy the beer, we can often ask for it. Well, and so uh, so let me ask you that, Dan. So the, the breweries, when you go to them and you say, listen, we want you to attend this event and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes some of the breweries may say, oh, you know, I don't know if I really want to go to another event. But by you telling them, hey, listen, we're going to pay for whatever you come in with. So whether it's two beers or four beers or whatever it is that they decide to do, and you say, well, I want you to bring uh, your best lager, your best porter, or we like this, and we're willing to pay for that. Do the brewery Are the breweries more excited to want to do these events because they're saying, hey, you want to showcase some of our better beers? Uh, they're excited because we want to support them and buy their beer, uh, which not a lot of events do. I, they get, I, I hear from breweries all the time, they get solicited for donations constantly, right. but not often they get an email where somebody says, I want to help market you guys, but I also want to be fair and buy your beer. Uh, and that's when they feel like it's a partnership, not just somebody taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in being a partnership, they're very, we rarely, rarely, rarely have somebody say no often because they're or they had another event, or they have their own anniversary event at their brewery. But when you get the distributor on board saying, we'll bring the beer, we'll bring the CO2, we'll provide the jockey boxes, 
support to set everything up. You just have to be there, pour the beer, and educate people on what they're drinking. They very rarely say no to that. See, that's because the, they understand that it's in their best interest, right? Obviously, and you guys are both there to make money, and so that makes sense. I mean, that's I think that's sometimes what people seem to forget. People get into this business, whether it's the promoting side or whether it's making beer to make money. At the end of the day, your beer can be great, but if you can't sell it to anybody, uh, it, it it doesn't really do you much good. Talking with Dan Silberstein, the promoter of New York Beer Fest, it's taking place at City Field on Saturday, May fourth. There are two sessions: there's an early session in the afternoon, there's a night session as well. Eighty brew. Breweries will be featured uh, over 200 beers. NYBeerFest.com is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. So, Dan, how did you get involved with beer festivals, or is promoting these types of events something you've always done? Uh, well, it feels like I've always done it. It's been over 12 years now. Uh, I actually did an event restaurant in the state. Kind of, it was like a form of uh, uh, gift cards packaged like playing cards. I did an event to promote the restaurants that were part of this deck of cards. Mm. And I actually enjoyed doing the food event more than I enjoyed dealing with the restaurants themselves. Um, there's something, you, when you're like a 12-year-old or 15-year-old throwing a house party, people show up and talk about how great it is. Or you're in a band and people show up and listen to your band. There's something very fulfilling about throwing an event that people come and enjoy. Right. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed doing the event and started doing festivals. The first one I'd done, stemmed from a barbecue festival similar to the um, um, the barbecue festival in New York City mm-hmm. that I did in Los Angeles. And somebody comes up to me and goes, the only thing LA is missing now is a beer festival in LA. And I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot. This was about 12 years ago. Right. Uh, so I tried the first one in LA. We rented out Sony Studios. Then we rented out Paramount Studios. As we grew bigger and bigger, it kept selling out. And then we just kept expanding from that. Uh, and how we got to City Field is we actually partnered up with um, the Nationals in D.C. The Nationals told the Mets about how great the relationship was, and the Mets contacted us about doing something at City Field. Oh, that's see, that's very cool. And I have to say, Dan, 12 years ago to do a beer festival in L.A., when there weren't as many breweries as there are now, obviously there's over 6,000 in the country, but to do it 12 years ago, you're, you're having to deal with a much smaller uh, base of people to come out, you know, for for these types of beers because obviously craft beer has exploded over the last four or five years. But twelve years ago, there weren't as many breweries as people thought. So to to do that and have such success with it, and then to be able to move it uh, to various places around the country, that is pretty cool. Um, last question for me, Dan. It's a rain or shine event at City Field, obviously on Saturday, May fourth. Um, any music bands for entertainment? Yeah, we haven't. Uh... We haven't hired them yet, but we had an amazing 80s cover band uh, that had a huge crowd in front of their stage, and we're probably going to get them on board again. Because this place takes place throughout the whole concourse, you have different elements of entertainment throughout and in the open space area. We have um, uh, the dunk tank. We put one of their staff people in the Yankees jersey. <laughs> with cool. the uh, we have the batting cages. Um, we have the arcade area, green right. lawn games, the Cornwall, and then on the opposite side from where the band is, I'd like to get a second band, and we just have to determine what that would be. But basically, throughout the area, you're drinking beer, getting obviously an awesome view of the field, and then having some form of entertainment. Well, that is very cool. And plus, the best part that you guys have with City Field is the fact that McKellar Brewing has their brewery uh, sitting right there behind Wright Field, which is which is pretty cool uh, when you think about it, right? 
Yeah, they participated last year and they actually had the official post party where they offered attendees, uh, I think it was discounted food um, after um, their respective sessions. That's that's pretty cool. My guest has been Dan Silberstein, the promoter of New York Beer Fest. It's taking place at City Field Saturday, May 4th. There are two sessions, 80 breweries featuring over 200 beers. Here's the best part. You can Uber there. You can take the 7 train there. Very convenient. Obviously, there'll be parking available as well if you want to drive, but obviously I suggest that you don't drink and drive responsibly. Uh, NYBeerFest.com is the website for more information uh, here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Dan, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Larry Elder doesn't understand how the governor of Virginia expects to keep his job. I mean, this is just terrible. And there are other things in his life that are questionable. His nickname when he was at BMI, uh, all these things are not such that he can continue to serve. His nickname at uh, Virginia Military Institute was Coon Man. And when he was asked during the press conference why he had that nickname, he said, you'd have to ask my classmates. I have no idea. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You want a great gift suggestion? How about the MyPillow 4-Pack? What could be better than giving someone the gift of a great night's sleep night after night, year after year? Right now, Mike Lindell is offering over 50% off on two premium MyPillows along with two go-anywhere pillows and free shipping. And they're offering their amazing 60-day money-back guarantee to boot. Since I started sleeping with a MyPillow, I've slept better and deeper than ever before. If you haven't tried the MyPillow, what are you waiting for get mike's four-pack offer over 50 percent off two premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows along with free shipping and their 60-day money-back guarantee on this offer only please call 800-651-0798 use the promo code am970 or go to mypillow.com please be sure to use the promo code am970 the number again 800-651-0798 or mypillow.com promo code AM 970. Stop chasing customers and let them chase you. Salem Surround offers full-service digital solutions. We'll help target the exact demographic you want in the exact area you want. Perfect for increasing awareness, a big sale, or rolling out a new product. If you need more business, you need Salem Surround. Call now for a free digital marketing checkup. Call Greg Cooper, Salem Surround Media Strategist at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Salem Surround. Round. Digital solutions, real results. 212-857-9635. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Also, Alexa Ready, just say to your Alexa-enabled device, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, and there you go. You get to hear the show uh, right from there. So uh, Suds and Duds, which is, as always, our final segment of the program every week. We've got some great stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. 
Uh, waiting to hear back uh, from the folks at New York City Beer Fest, which uh, is taking place. It's the kickoff to New York City Beer Week, actually, uh, which takes place at the end of this month on February 23rd. I believe it's at the Brooklyn Expo again. And there's two sessions for that event. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Supposed to be getting some folks on from that. We're also going to talk to uh, Lauren Sokol in the next couple of weeks. She's one of the uh, co-promoters of the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, which is taking place Saturday, May 18th at the Well in Brooklyn on uh, Meserol Street. Fantastic event. They really do a great job uh, with that event. And then um, Jonathan Hack is joining me on the program next week. Um, we're actually taping something next or, or late next week uh, for a documentary that is coming out, um, Spotlighting Craft Beer. And, yes, it's brought to you by uh, AB InBev. So uh, it's an interesting thing. And not only that, we're going to have tickets to give away to the screening, which takes place on Friday, March 1st. So you want to, uh, you definitely want to tune in for that next week. But let's kick off uh, Suds and Duds. Started out with one of uh, uh, the German beers that I had gotten. Uh, Arthur Idala had given me a uh, German advent calendar uh, in December. And finally, uh, you know, finishing up this, uh, uh, these, these so many beers that were in there. Obviously, there was 24 of them and trying to make my way through uh, the bulk of them. Uh, had a, um, a Hell's Lager from uh, Private Browery H. Egger. Uh, this is an Ertip Hell Ed... Well, God, I know I'm going to man- manhandle this name. Ertip Hell Edelbeyer uh, by H. Egger. It's a simple, refreshing Hell's, very light, nice, easy drinking. It's one of these things where I, I actually will start the night off with one of these German beers, just to kind of cleanse the palate a little bit and then move on to something else. But it was good. It was very delicious. Uh, and again, like I said, nice and light. And then uh, the folks from Rogales had sent me a couple of different IPAs. Uh, one of them I got a chance to try, the Outerline IPA. Hoppy, little sweet, citrus in there, very tasty. Uh, nice one. Uh, there's another one that they had sent me. I'm going to try and drink that over the weekend um, and uh, definitely review that uh, for next week's show. Uh, then I went over to a great place on Staten Island. I actually had to go to uh, Killsboro Brewing uh, to pick up some beer that I'd ordered. And this was uh, last weekend. And uh, what's really great about maybe, I don't know, it's probably about a 10-minute ride uh, from uh, Killsboro, maybe less off of uh, Richmond Terrace, great place called Beverage Island. And uh, they're right on Richmond Terrace. They actually have parking. They have a little parking lot. Uh, one of the best places on Staten Island to pick up craft beer, if if not the best place to pick up craft beer. The selection is enormous, uh, and you can get beers from everywhere. One that I happened to pick up, I was shocked I actually had it. I've seen it in other stores in Manhattan and in Brooklyn, but I've, I've not seen it on Staten Island modern times uh, out of California. So they had a Spaceways. I ended up buying a can. I didn't want to buy a whole four-pack, so you can buy individual cans. Had uh, So I had a Spaceways from uh, modern times. So good. Hazy, nice flavor, tropical, juicy, Great hop, fantastic beer. Very excited to get a a West Coast beer uh, that you rarely see. Uh, You don't see it in New Jersey, obviously, because they don't distribute in New Jersey. But in New York, you got to search around a little bit uh, in Manhattan to find uh, Modern Times beer, which is great. And then I had a uh, Centennial IPA by Founders um, uh, over the weekend uh, during the Super Bowl. Always a great beer, a a nice bitter bite to it. Uh, Had an all-day IPA as well, which was excellent, as usual. Um, Then I had uh, one of the beers that I picked up uh, from Killsboro, the Hang Glider. Um, this is, it's not super juicy. It's a New England-style IPA, but it's not super juicy. Great bite, smooth, just just really, really, uh, you know, nice. And um, 
Sean Torres and his folks over at Killsborough is just doing a great job. Everybody, Killsborough, Staten Island? Yeah. Staten Island makes some pretty good beer. Let me tell you. Check out Killsborough. You will not be disappointed. And then, while I was there picking up the beer, they do fill growlers there at the uh, restaurant called the Craft House. So I had a little taste of reality checks and ended up picking up a growler. That, boy, I am so glad that I did. Juicy, dank. It's it's really an outstanding beer. If you see it on draft there, uh, I I encourage you. Uh, to pick it up from Killsboro Brewing. As we continue here with our Suds and Duds segment, the final segment of the program on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Wet Ticket uh, Brewing, one of my favorite places to go to. Obviously, it's a couple minutes from my house, but uh, Tim and Al, they put, they really crank out some great beer. And they had a tap takeover at one of my favorite places to go to for beer, Paragon Tap and Table. Food's great, and the beer is excellent. Uh, so started out with a flight, had their Imperial Oatmeal Stout. It's always solid, oatmeal, smooth, just, you know, chocolatey coffee that's got all those different flavors in there. Really nice. And the nice part about it is it's not a super boozy stout. You can have one or two of them and not feel like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm getting overloaded with all kinds of other stuff. So the oatmeal stout is great. Uh, moved on to uh, their Kolsch, which is always uh, an excellent beer that Tim makes. The basic beers that Tim makes, the Kolsch's, the Hefeweizen's, they're just solid and on point all the time. Uh, this is a, It's a light, refreshing beer. Uh, great way to get started, uh, kind of, I, I don't know, started into craft beer because cultures are made, you know, all over. But this is a great beer. If you're not, if you're looking for something that doesn't have a lot of uh, bitter aftertaste, the Kolsch is definitely something uh, that you want to try. Then I had their one-way ticket, which is their version of their New England style IPA uh, with a low ABV. Uh, solid, not juicy, easy drinking, just a fantastic beer. And then had the, uh, for the first time, I thought, thought I had tried this before, their Belgian Saison. Really nice, a little spicy, got a little bit of that fruit flavor in there, uh, but another nice, easy-drinking beer uh, from Wet Ticket. And then I finished up uh, on the Wet Ticket side with the Test Ticket, Fully Juiced New England IPA. This is a great beer. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Tim had me come in and uh, and test this beer, uh, essentially wanted to get my opinion on it. It is, in my opinion, one of the best beers that Tim and Al have produced uh, so far. Juicy, smooth, delicious. It's a winner. Uh, when we had it, uh, I, I said to him, you have to can this. This is the beer you have to bring down to Atlantic City. Um, this is a killer beer that people will come back and try again and again and again. And I got a chance real quick to chat with Tim for a few minutes. Uh, you know, the, this backlog that the TTB is having uh, in terms of, um, you know, approving labels and getting stuff going, they're at right now, he submitted a label for something, so he's looking at 50 days before his label gets approved for another beer, not the porter that I had talked about uh, about a week ago. Uh, he's talking about a new beer that he wants to put out that's going to take 50 days for the TTB to approve. There's another government shutdown. This could push stuff back even further, which is not good. So I'm hoping that you know things, the, the government stays open and things happen. But I also hope that in New Jersey, maybe it's time to open up their own uh, alcohol Trade Bureau to approve labels so it doesn't have to be outsourced to the federal government. Yeah, I get it. It's another expense. It's another thing that taxpayers are going to end up having to pay. But this is something that is helping small business and not hurting it, and it is definitely something that should be done. But there it is. I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. And finally, uh, the last couple of beers that I had, uh, Victory Brewing has this new one called the Juice Boost. It's a dry, sour, dry hopped sour. Fantastic. I really wanted a little bit more sourness to it, but um, all things being equal, if you're looking to get into sours and looking for an approachable sour, this is something that you would want to get into. Um, it's not super puckery. 
uh, has that you, you get really get that dry taste on the back end. Um, but it's nice. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, liked it a lot. So kudos to the folks uh, over at Victory. And then uh, to finish off the night, I had a real big boozer uh, from Bell's Brewery, uh, the Hop Slam Ale. Boy, I'll tell you, super smooth for a double, malty, really nice, um, 10%, which I was shocked when I saw it. I was like, hmm, maybe, do I really want this to end off tonight? But you know what? Uh, I'm glad that I got it because it tasted fantastic. Just a really nice uh, double IPA. And again, it's one of those things where if you have two or three of them, they're going to catch up to you at some point. But to have one and, uh, you know, let it sit and drink it for, you know, a half hour or so, uh, it's not too bad. You can uh, you can get it down uh, easy peasy. So uh, good stuff uh, from the folks over at Paragon Tap and Table and great stuff. It was always great to catch up with Tim and chat about the beer business because it's, it, you know, there's such a turn now in New Jersey where there are a lot of different things happening. And I would hate to see New Jersey, uh, you know, which is, let's face it, folks, New Jersey is far behind where New York is, Pennsylvania, uh, in terms of breweries. There are a, a lot of breweries trying to get up and running. Uh, some are doing it for the right reasons, some not for the not-so-right reasons. Again, I get that you want to make a profit, but don't be looking to invest or to open a beer business thinking that you're going to hit the lotto. This is not what it is. When you talk to a lot of these guys... They're doing it because it's a labor of love, and it shows. It shows in the way they treat their customers. It shows in the way they treat their beer, and if you do that, you can be very successful and you know, carve yourself out um, a little piece of the pie, which is, you know, hey, it's the American dream, isn't it? So, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Dan Silberstein from the New York Beer Fest. That's coming up uh, in early May. You can go to uh, NewYorkBeerFest.com for tickets there. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.